Ahoy hoy, all you delightful little ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, and welcome back to Everybody Trades. And well, welcome for the first time to those of you who are listening for the first time. And you know what? As usual, I'm coming to you recording live from my studio in downtown Columbia, Missouri. And you know what? The last few weeks, I've still been coming into this studio on occasion, taking my proper precautions, of course. But, you know, since I'm by myself, for the most part, what's the difference, right? So I've had kind of a perspective that maybe some of you who have been isolating in place and social distancing even more than I have may not have. And that's the boy, three, four weeks ago, I remember actually walking on Broadway, which is the generally the busiest downtown city, or I'm sorry, downtown street in the city. See, this is recorded live. I didn't even clean that up in post. But seriously, though, I was I felt like I was walking in a ghost town about three weeks ago. And now, honestly, I'm seeing a lot more people driving, walking around. It's certainly not as, as packed as it was. And parking downtown is free, so that factors in as well. I just think we're slowly but surely seeing a bit of a return back to normalcy. I really do. But you know what? In spite of that, maybe a slow, gradual return to normalcy here, there are going to be some big effects from this COVID shutdown. That's right. Not just the virus, but really the shutdown, to me, is going to have even bigger effects. And I want to talk about... Some huge ones, especially involving, if you're an animal lover, you should really stay tuned to this one because our, our food supply chain is really having some truly horrific things happening to it right now. The good news is it's not too late for us to act. But you know what? First, before I, before I get to that, I do want to put a bit of a button on last week's show. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, now when I last came to you all. And that was talking about how we need to manage our iPhones, our smartphones. Essentially, my whole rap was about instead of our phones being an instant gratification center, we need to use it more as a library in our pocket. Because quite honestly, we as a society, these smart devices have unbelievable potential that frankly we're not tapping into for the most part. Most of us are, are tending to waste our time on them instead. And some, and a point I, I meant to make in that whole spiel that I just want to make here quickly, I think it's important. One of the most important things you can do with that is managing your notifications. Because your notifications is both, again, a tool and something that will suck you into the abyss of time-wasting and, frankly, just a wasted life at a certain point. Now, again, I've got 12, 13 years of smartphone experience now, and I'm just going to tell you right now, most people I can tell who have phones don't get deep into their settings. By deep into their settings, I just mean into them, period. Well, the first thing you should be doing on your iPhone, on your Google device, whatever it is, is turn on notifications that are, I'm sorry, turn off notifications that are not important. For instance, say you, I've seen this on my wife's phone, for instance. She has an app called Retail Me Not. And, well, that thing will pop up, it'll beep on her phone anytime there's a, they decide, hey, we're going to send out a push notification about 20% off this or 15% off that. That doesn't strike me as very timely nor important. 
Now, me personally, I own an, an Apple Watch. Well, the only notifications I get on that watch are phone calls and text messages. That's it. Lots of other people, though, they're getting pinged by their email, their, their Twitter likes and retweets and mentions and their Instagram mentions and likes and blah, 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 and your email and a million other different things. Maybe Apple News. Maybe you have that set up to give you headlines. Well, honestly, what is that really doing for you? That's just distracting you throughout the entire day. So what we all need to do, you don't have to necessarily turn off these notifications completely, but you can at least silence them. You can at least not be constantly bothered by them. You can at least look at the phone later and catch up on, say, football news or whatever it might be. Something that you enjoy, something that's important to you, but it's not getting in the way not only of your productive life, but also just your social life, your family life. If you're trying to actually sit there, maybe watch a a movie, something as simple as that with your significant other, your family, we don't want to be constantly distracted even in something seemingly innocuous as that. You want to still have the shared experience with people. So it's not just a professional thing. It's not just about making yourself more knowledgeable. It's also just about simply enjoying your life because at a certain point, these smartphones are driving us crazy. I promise you. I see it in people all the time. So again, let's just be a little smarter with how often we're going to ping ourselves with unnecessary distractions. And now, with, a, with that bow having been placed neatly on top of the previous episode, let's move on to a new topic, shall we? And I'm sure you've all heard talk, maybe headlines at the very least, about meat plants are shuttering their doors across this great nation. And, well, we've also heard that now President Donald Trump is ordering some of these plants to stay open. And, well, that's about as, you know, honestly... Telling, telling companies that they have to be open is really about as eloquent as telling them that they have to be closed, which is just this whole one-size-fits-all mentality of the shutdown that is really just causing a tremendous amount of damage that is both seen and unseen in this country, depending on what your perspective is. Now, of course, the assumption by most people and It's what's inferred by the news media, or at least implied. No, I'm sorry, implied would be the right word there. It's implied by the news media that these plants are closing because there are people that are catching COVID-19 and dying in large numbers, and that's why we have to shut these things down. Well, in some cases, I'm sure that that that's at least a part of the decision-making process. But the reality is the shutdown, even if there was... Nobody, literally no one dying in these plants. The shutdown of our economy, for all intents and purposes, is causing many meat plants to to close because there's a huge drop in wholesale demand from restaurants. And then there's the other factor of some of the employees of said plants, especially in light of all this virus panic, would much rather collect unemployment then potentially expose themselves to the COVID virus by working in a plant. I mean, that's, a, that's not a crazy thought at all, right? If you've been reading the headlines, you can't blame anybody for thinking that. So the big problem here is, as I said before, there's been a huge drop in, in demand from restaurants, from wholesale suppliers. 
Well, what does that cause? Well, it means that they have nowhere to send their food. And of course, there's a big problem there, right? Food spoils. Food costs a lot of money to store for for months, weeks on end. At a certain point, you can't store it. We've seen We've seen stories about restaurants, bars are having to pour out their beer or they're going to have to at a certain point because that beer is going to spoil. It's no longer going to be good. And the thing is, these wholesale companies, these wholesale food companies, it's not as easy as just saying, oh, they need to pivot and then sell to these retail customers. Well, that's a really hard pivot because not only of costs, and packaging issues, but also just, frankly, regulations. And it puts not only them in a catch-22, but farmers as well. You see, regulations already prohibit farmers from selling to grocery stores directly. And the biggest food companies, then, at the same time, also don't have the packaging or the shipping inputs to sell to several thousand different retail grocery stores versus a handful of huge huge wholesalers. You can see how this is not something that can just be done overnight. So unfortunately, now we're in this situation where farmers, it's now being suggested that they do what with these animals? That maybe the government should do what with these animals? Well, the word I've seen bandied about is depopulate. Now, what exactly do you think depopulate means? It means they're going to kill the friggin' animals without anybody actually eating them. They'll just kill them and shove them into a mass grave or something like that. And if you think that's insane, it's exactly what happened during the Great Depression. Yeah, because during the Great Depression, we were obsessed with keeping the prices high. Well, guess what? Guess what drives prices down? Increased supply. So farmers were were quite literally paid to kill their livestock to plow over perfectly good grain fields, cotton fields, whatever it might be, in order to artificially raise the price of something. Well, let me tell you something. Depopulating animals, no matter what you think about meat-eating, you could be a vegetarian, you might be a vegan, you might have huge problems with meat consumption by human beings, whatever it might be. But I think you can all agree, even if you're a red-blooded, meat-eating American like myself, I think we can all agree that just taking these animals and killing them for no purpose, raising them and killing them, that is grossly immoral and, and frankly just stupid. Especially during a Great Depression like we had during the 30s or during this time where we're having millions and millions of people who are out of work who could probably use a meal so we're just going to take all these all these perfectly good pieces of livestock, these animals, these creatures, these gods creatures, we're just going to kill them for no reason and bury them in a freaking hole somewhere. That's our solution. I'm sorry, that just shows the gross immorality and stupidity of political power. And I've said it I've said it once and I'll say it again because I don't think there's ever been A better example. Political power corrupts not only the morality, but the judgment as well. I mean, how much much more stupid can you get than depopulation? Figure something out. 
liberate the market. Let us all fa- liberate farmers, liberate wholesalers, liberate liberate us all, liberate meat processors, renderers. Let us figure the thing out. And guess what? If COVID-19 is as big of a problem in meat packing plants as some people seem to think that it is, well, guess who has the number one incentive to make that process safe? It's clearly the business themselves. What's more expensive, them getting a bunch of N95 masks or a bunch of hand sanitizer, other logical precautions, or shutting down their business entirely, or converting their business into an entirely new business that may not work in months from now? This is all insanity. And again, it just gets back to the point of this one-size-fits-all, let's either open everything up, or shut everything down is literal insanity. We need to let people make their, we need to trust people's judgment at a certain point and let them make their own decisions. But hey, as Dennis Miller used to say, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Everybody Trades. (laughs) 